Hi, welcome to the Classy Car Guys show, where we're dressing salesmen for success. You have Mike and Eric here today, and uh, we did an interview with one of our candidates that moved up all the way through the ranks, uh, from the salesmanship uh, all the way into management. Now he's a general manager, and uh, we just wanted to uh, let you guys hear this uh, message, and uh, it's a great story, and he's got a great story, Mike. Yeah, Eric, The uh, we, this week we're going to inter- we interviewed Rish, who is a guy that came into the business in about 2014. Just started in sales in a, in a large Toyota store and worked himself into floor manager, desk man, and now G, our GSM and now general manager. A great interview. I love talking to Rish yesterday. It was uh, one of those things. He brought up a great point in the interview about the number one thing being commitment. And when you guys listen to this interview, I, we, I'm, we're doing these so that you guys basically can hear what this career has to offer. We've had Pat on. Another great guy who came in and moved the needle and could move up. And now, Rish, a lot the same story, just maybe from a little bit of a different angle. But the uh, Rish it came into the job and committed to it. And he brings that up in the interview yesterday. That the number one thing about this career is commit to it. You can't have the back door, as he says. Mm-hmm. As I listened to this thing when I was editing it yesterday, I thought, man, you know, this guy just sounds real serious. Mm-hmm. He, he is committed. Mm-hmm. And I would think, you know, he is probably going to be a guy that moves the business. Yeah. That I can see he he talks, uh, both Pat and him talked about their previous general managers that they worked under. Pat's case, it was Ben, and and, uh, Rish's case, it was Eric. Who kind of mentored them in and brought them along. And and I can see Rish doing that a lot. Yeah. A lot. That's how greatness is born. Somebody took the time to invest in them. Right. You know, so. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, you know, it helps you, mm-hmm. you know. The, For sure. Uh, but Rish, uh, he just impressed me. The more I listened to his interview last night and I was editing it, the uh, the more I was impressed. I thought this is a great young man who I think is going to move the business. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of nice is, you know, is from our standpoint, we get to go into the stores and we get to see these different leadership styles that still all of them seem to move the needle. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, ma- management styles that get the same thing done, maybe just in a different temperament. Mm-hmm. And, the, uh, and I got to say, I kind of like this new generation's temperament. Uh, you know, it's a lot more, they're a lot better than the 70s and the intensity and the screaming and shouting and everything else. These guys are just quiet, get it done guys. Right. And I really enjoyed it. So yeah, you guys, I have about a, oh, it's about a 23 minute interview with Rish. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, enjoy. Good morning. This morning we have Rish on and Rish is one of my favorite guys. Rish came to us back in 2014 and started off in just sales and then over the course of, uh, what, six years now, he's worked himself into general manager. So welcome, Rish. Thanks, Mike. And the, uh, so Good yeah, Rish, hey, yeah, it's great to have you on, man. You're one of those guys that, you know, we kind of watch and you, uh, you just got a great attitude the whole time. I asked Eric this morning, I said, what's your number one thing you remember about Rish? And he goes, attitude. And we you had just, a lot of fun training together, yeah. Did you? Good, yeah. good, 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 good. And, and you didn't get arrested? No, All right. I don't know. Because we have a couple classes we haven't seen for a while. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rich, let's just get go through your background so these guys can get a kind of a sense of where you come from. So what, do you, what is your background, Rich? So uh, a couple of things. I grew up in Zimbabwe and Africa, moved to the States uh, in 2009 to go to college. Um, it's a very different experience, um, but finished up in University of Houston. I uh, did a degree in economics and entrepreneurship, so 
Well, that came in handy. A lot of fun. Yeah. That came in handy. So then out of college in what year? Uh, 2013. 2013. All right. Now, we met you in October of 14. Correct. And the, so what were you doing between 13 and 14? So I sold uh, office supplies for Staples, business to business. So it was, uh, it was refreshing to get in the car business where people actually came to me interested in stuff. Uh, right. That me chasing them. Cold door knocks. Yeah. And I imagine rejection's a big part of that. Huge part. Um, you'd see about 80 businesses a day and you'd maybe see six people who actually make a decision on office supplies. You can imagine not everybody's thrilled about pens and paper. Yeah. Or, or you just showing up unannounced. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, good, good. And so, and you did that for a while. Yep. A year and a half. Um, started in Houston. Um, and then we expanded up to the Indianapolis area market. And so I was part of the expansion team and it was a lot of fun. Very good. Very good. And then you came into the car business where, like you said, people come here interested in a car. And yeah. and you you came through the training course, and then we put you in a in a Toyota store in a good large group in 2014. And then how did it go for you? It was great. Um, outside of my first day, um, I remember my first day was on a <laughs> on a Saturday, and and we had a class of guys who who started with me, and all of them sold cars except myself. Um, and I was like really? What's going on? <laughs> but uh, that next week, and it was the last week of the month, I sold uh, seven cars in, in five days. So it kind of took off. And, and, you know, that was October, November, December, I was mid-teens. And then from January on, I never sold less than 25 cars. Very good. And, the, uh, and so what was your, what, what's the first big check that you remember? Oh, it was my, uh, my first 25 car month because I had hit Salesperson of the month. I, you know, I was averaging three hundred dollars a car before any spiffs that were sent out, and you know, at twenty five cars, you know, hat trick spiffs and all the rest that yeah. that come on a Saturday. I, I looked forward to it. Yeah, and and you know, what did you find the most fun about it? You know, the people. Yeah, um, I see. You know that that's to me I, is the best part is you get to meet so many people so quickly and. And again, I always, we, I laugh at this with my girlfriend is that, you know, I, in 45 minutes, I get to know everything about somebody, right. where they live, what they make, right. you know, if they're right. a good citizen or not. And the, uh, you know, and sometimes I used to tell them, hey man, save some for your priest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to hear the full confession. Right, right. <laughs> but the, uh, but no, I, you know, even on a bad day, Rish, I mean, I couldn't close an open face steak sandwich. I enjoyed meeting the people. Yeah. Uh, I've sold cars to, you know, Amish, uh, millionaires, single moms, everything. You just, it's a great diversity of people that you get to know about. Well, good. And so this first big check you got, how did it compare to selling paper? Well, it was uh, almost five times my biggest check selling paper. Very so, um, you know, I was, I was blown away and excited to, to keep repeating that. Yeah. And, you know, and you probably at that point in time, you had some habits that helped you repeat that, didn't you? Yeah, I think, you know, the the first habit was was being the first one there. Um, you know, I every morning I I made sure I was the first one there. You know, so when I got my cup of coffee, I caught the the service guys who who showed up early. Oh, really? You know, that that was that was a big thing is that if I could get a couple of appraisals going at, you know, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, you know, I I was never 
I was never bored. Yeah. You know, and good. I at least had something working for me in, in that sense. Good, good, good. And the, uh, so, all right. So first thing in the morning, you get a couple of appraisals going and then what? Um, and then it was hitting the system. It was the CRM in the CRM. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if, if you're, if you have a habit and use the CRM, it will give you results. Yeah. It, it kind of, all the opportunities present itself from the CRM. So you go into the CRM, you know, I always used to keep what I called a hot list. We didn't have computers and just, I worked that hot list all day long. And the idea being is to get them back in. When you went into the CRM, was that same kind of thing available to you? Yeah. So uh, the CRM put its own hot list. Um, my goal was to sell them when they came in. So yeah. you know, my closing rate vest follow-up was, was a little different. Um, all right. But what I used my CRM mainly for was for referrals on our sold customers. And and if I had a family in, um, if I sold the husband or wife or significant other, my goal was to sell the other one. So I'd always, right. when I copied the insurance card, I'd put the spouse's VIN number in. So, you know, after we sold the car, I'd follow up and, and do the, hey, you know, I noticed we put your VIN number in, we had the miles, you know, do you guys have a payoff on that? When we're short of used cars and, uh, and that car kind of fits our needs. So, very good. You know, can we... And that worked. And it worked great. I mean, All right. Very good, Rich. Very good. All right. So then how long were you on the floor, man, before you got the nod? Um, it was it was 18 months um, on the floor. And then I came to be a GSM of, of two brands. Um, yeah. So I skipped F and I, but I promise you, I learned it very quickly on the desk. Yep. 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 How to structure a deal. How to structure a deal. Cause you know, it's nothing more like, Hey, I'm, we're going to make a ton of money and then yeah. uh, nobody buys it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Those are always the ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, well, good. You know, and I kind of like that. I mean, you know, I think that, you know, a sales manager or a desk man should be able to relate to what the salesman's going through when he comes up to the desk and lays the deal out for you and be able to go out and take a good TO if he has to. Correct. So good, good. So 18 months in, you get the nod and that's desk man? Yeah, desk man, uh, sales training, kind of just running the front end, front of house. Very um, good. In a sense. Very good, very good. And I, now, you know, I think you have to have a, an ability to lead, motivate, and train before you get that nod. Yeah, no, I think those are perfect qualities of any desk managers. Yeah. You know, if you don't know how to motivate your guys, if you don't know how to train them constantly. Ongoing. You know, you, you're never going to be a leader. There you go. And, you know, the number one thing I thought, because I started very young, was if I could show anybody, and I was in my early 20s, 40, 30, 50, whatever, if I could show them how to make money. I would have their respect, you know. Yeah, no, they, true. They'd have to pay attention to me. Uh, YTD is the the most important part of this business, and and you know we all like to have fun and joke around, but yeah. at the end of the day, that's yep. the, it's got to pay the bills. And they're good. So eighteen months, and you're in the desk. Yes. Then you get transferred to another store inside the same group, and I give this group a lot of credit. Correct. The uh, you know they have a. a a GSM corporate who uh, seems to be a pretty good judge of talent. I mean, for you to get this nod to become a general manager at six years in, I think it's extraordinary. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I was, you know, I spent 18 months selling, 18 months as a GSM. And then, you know, so within almost just under four years, I, I moved from yeah. 
starting interviewing with you to that's right to all the way up to to a GM and it's it's been a lot of fun. You're good, good, and you've done very well, Rish. And the uh, so I remember when when your group bought this store and it was about eighty cars a month, and now you guys have got this up to three twenty, three uh, right right around uh, you know somewhere between two eighty and three hundred between the two stores. Very and, good, yeah, it's very been, good. And you know that doesn't happen by accident. You know, I mean, somebody's got to get in here who knows how to move the needle, lead, motivate, and train, and get everybody on the same cadence call and get them going. Yeah, I think the group has done a great job in in training and promoting from within and creating a culture. Yeah, um, you know, and I think that's huge, especially in in a store is is your culture. If yeah. you've got a good culture, the needle. We'll move. Yeah. You know, on speed of the leader, speed of the group, you know, the, uh, you're calling cadence and you're part of that culture and the, uh, and you've done a great job, Rich. I just, I can't tell you, we, we, we had Pat on. And then after I was talking to him the other day and they were having a discussion, if he was the youngest GM in the group. And I said, no, I think I got it. I think, yeah, I think Rich yeah. has got it. We just can't prove it. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I look it, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, for the time being, Rich, the, the gray hair's coming as general manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good. And the uh, Rich, what is your, your favorite aspect about this? I mean, to come in as a young man, what, uh, two years out of college? Yeah, two years out of Start college. Startup, six years later, general manager, five years later, general manager. What, you know, there has to be something about this that lights you up, that this you is know, a joy. The, the fact that, that hard work is, is not overlooked. Right. In, in this business, I, I always tell my guys this, you know, top performers get whatever they want. Yeah. And, and depending on what you want, I know I, when I chatted with the GM who interviewed me, he asked me, where did I see myself in the next, you know, 10 years? And I said, I want your job. I mean, that, that's why I'm, I'm starting here. And, and that's what I wanted. And he told me, well, just work hard and, and be the best. And there. if you strive to be the best in this business, there's no, there's yeah. no limitations. But you know, Rish, you've got such a great attitude that, you know, if I was on the floor with you and you started as a salesman, you would have snuck up on me. Are you competitive in nature? Yeah, I'm very competitive. I mean, my my sole focus, I, I didn't lose salesman of the month for um, 13 of the 18 months that I was on the floor. And very whether good. I took a vacation, whether I was brand new in the business, my goal was number one and to stay number one. Yep, I was too. The, uh, and, you know, if I wasn't number one, you had to put me on suicide watch. Right. You know, they, uh, it just, and I just couldn't be number one, Rich. I had to be number one by far. There could yep. be no close distinction between me and second place. Yeah. And I don't know. Some people thought it was irritating and everything else. But Oh, I yeah, I, uh, I tell people this all the time. When you're on the top, you've gotten, you got a target on your back. So yep, that's right. you're not always going to have friends. But as long as your mindset is where you want to be, then, yeah, then that's to, where you'll be. We used to tell my guys, you know, that unless you're the lead dog, the view's the same. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. I, and the, uh, but you know what always got me is how, as my conundrum as a manager was, is you could have a guy on the floor making 200 grand. Then you got another guy on the floor making 40 grand. And I could never find, you know, same inventory, same building, same management, same advertising. How in the hell do you get to that guy and make him even aspire to move to 60, 80, 100 grand? It's all attitude. And, you know, there's, there's part of this as a self-motivation. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, as, as a manager, the biggest thing you want to find out is, is your salespeople's why, uh-huh. you know? 
why are they in this? What's important to it? Is it the three kids they have at home? And and you've got to tailor your conversations to that. You know, hey, you know, do you want to buy little Johnny a motorized car? You know, yeah. what does it take? How do we move the needle? Is that two uh, cars? Is that three cars? And, yeah. and if we start having the discussion of the why in them, it it makes them, you know, go from that $40,000 guy to the $200,000 guy. You know, and Rich, I'm just going to guess, but that is probably the same attitude you had closing. Correct. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. So I, it's just a, a trade. Now, where did you learn that? You know, I've had a couple of really good mentors in my life. Um, you know, in, in the car business, my previous GM, Eric, he, uh, oh, yeah. he was a great mentor and, and he did it very subtly. I mean, he, his family values were, were huge and, and that helped me motivate. I've had, you know, when I sold office supplies door to door, the uh, owner of the business would come down and he'd, he'd talk about opportunity. He'd talk about being the best in closing. He played professional soccer. So, you know, all of those things, I was like, okay, I can do this. And and that's one thing, you know, when you see 80 doors and get 78 rejections, yes, yes. you know, 78 no's five days a week is yeah. is tough and, and you've got to get a mentality behind it. Just keep going. And keep going. Keep going. What That's the old expression, so many no's before the yes. Yep. But I don't know. You know, I, I don't think I was cut out for door to door, but the, I, I spent most of my time soaping windows. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. not for everybody. <laughs> Clearly I got and, uh, in the car business. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And the, uh, well, good. So what is, what do you think now? You know, so you're here now at general manager and you're sitting here and you know, you got to lead, motivate and train. You got to move some people up. Up, mentor your own people now. What are some of your biggest challenges you're running into now? You know, I, my biggest challenge is is I've I climbed the ranks very quickly based on performance, and you know I've created that culture. So sometimes I have to tell some people to be patient. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, but keep performing and, yeah. and balancing the motivation of of performing with a title and and I tell some guys, you know. Keep selling cars. You make more yeah. money than some managers. That's right. You and know? The, uh, I we used to laugh in the class and say, you know, if you can afford the pay cut, you can be a manager. Right. <laughs> so, but I noticed you've got some guys on the desk that came off the floor. Yeah. So I've uh, promoted uh, four people from in-house, from right. salespeople to, to management. And then I've got a couple of in the service side of things where they've gone from advisor to service manager and, and so forth. And I, you know, like I said earlier, is is that culture? Is yeah. you know, it's hard to bring somebody in from the outside to say, "Hey, lead these guys who already have this culture going." Right. So. Right. You know, and, and you get a chance to promote best practices. Correct. So that guy you promote from the desk is not going to listen to the excuse from the salesman that he knows is bullshit. You know what I mean? Correct. Because he made those excuses. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he knows it. And so he goes out there and he proves them wrong, you know, yeah. taking the T.O. But no, that's great, man. And the, uh, you know, and Rich, I, I have to go back. I, I, one of my favorite things about you was uh, I'm a big Notre Dame fan and so is my son. And the, uh, <laughs> I think it was what, one year? Was it the year they were in the national title game? Yes, it was. And they got embarrassed by uh, Alabama? Alabama. Alabama. So I'm texting my son and I somehow mistakenly texted you and you answered back. And I said, well, Rish, are you an Irish fan? And you go, yeah, they call me Irish. <laughs> if I always say I'm 80% Irish. <laughs> well, that means you have some bad habits. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, well, Rish, come in, I, we, 
we're bringing in guys. And, we're, and the reason we started doing this was to find guys like you and introduce them into the car business and give them a shot at making money that if they're good at this, that nobody would ever offer them as a salary. What, what, you know, what would be some tips? What would be some things that you would say to that gentleman that we're trying to recruit into the car business? You know, some tips I would say is, is make sure you're doing this as a career. You've got to close the back doors. Yep. You know, a lot of people in any job, I think when they, especially a sales commission based system is they want to keep the back door open. They always want to be looking at another job online uh, or, or is there something hatch. greener? Yeah. And I, you know, once you close those doors and you make this a career, it's life changing. Uh, you know, I've I've mentored and I've seen some salespeople who went from driving a '98 Mitsubishi 3000, you know, to owning their own house, to driving a thirty thousand dollar car, yes. to you know, changing generational wealth is yes. is huge in this business, and and. You know, they've seen their parents maybe make twenty five, thirty thousand, maybe fifty thousand combined. And, you know, they're doing that, you know, by March. Yeah. So, you know, that if you want to shut the back door and, and commit and commit. Commit. You know, and that's a big thing. The uh, we told them in the interview, you know, you can't come into this and stick your toe in the water. You've got to commit or this becomes a self determined outcome. Correct. First bad day, you're out of here. You know, it, it's, but what I always enjoyed about it was, is when I made money and I made good money, more money than I needed, uh, it was mine. I earned it. It was mine. It wasn't a salary. It was, and I can't tell you the independence that came with that for me. Yeah. It kind of shows you what you want. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, not only that, but I got a smart ass Irish <laughs> mouth. And the, uh, <laughs> and the, uh, you know, I worked work at this big store in Atlanta and I just dare him to fire me. You know, they'd say, Mike, what do you want me to do to you? I throw my ass out. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> now that was the old days. Yeah, and you know you, you better be pretty good before you do that. <laughs> right, we'll tell you otherwise. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm the same way. If a guy could just come in, and we've done about I don't know, we're about 4,500 guys now since 2010, and I've got some you know great stories. Of what I love about it, it cuts across all walks of life. Yeah, that we're result oriented. We've got something very tangible to measure, and it knocks all the bullshit out. No, you know? and I think uh, you know we we spoke about culture here, but I think you know from from the class we were in when I first started. You know, I still speak to two or three of the guys. Some of them are in the business. Some of them are out of the business. But it's it's these relationships that yeah. that we've created. You know, just in a three to five day class, and then. You guys are always around, though. Yeah. You know, it's bringing in new guys. It's coming in, and it's remembering the name. It's mm-hmm. you know chatting about the jokes I made in class. And, yeah, you know I can't say them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's PG. You know, there's, it's PG. there's some sort of PG. On it. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, it, it's that. Yeah. It's that relationship. It's it's that common ground that the new guys that come in are are all on the same page. Yeah. So, you know, we don't look um, silly when we have new guys take a customer because we know they're trained. We know they, yep. they've they got the right aspects and, and that kind of good, stuff. Good, good. And the, uh, you know, and the, uh, it's just, when I started doing this, it was like 2010 and we were coming out of that crash. 
And yeah. the uh, unemployment was 11%. And I just, you know, thought, hey, man, this would be a great time to get some good people in the car business. Yeah, it's great and idea. The, uh, and God, Rich, I can't tell you that some of the stories, and I love it. Now, you know, not everybody makes it. Not everybody stays. Not everybody's a wild success. But God damn it, I've got a lot of them who are. And yeah. The, uh, and, and that would not have this opportunity otherwise. And when I say cuts across all walks of life, I'm talking about everything, you know, education, age, everything, gender. We don't care if you can come in here and move the needle. You got a job. Yeah. You know? I mean, I I remember back to my class, uh, you know, I come from a background in economics, entrepreneurship and door to door. I had somebody who was a football player. We had somebody who was a history teacher, you know, and, and it was just a interesting walk of life going into a business that none of us knew was going to be this lucrative, lucrative this yeah. successful yeah. and this much fun. Yeah. No, I thought the same thing. I was, it was one of those jobs for me where I, I like coming to work and yeah. they, uh, and only because I like to screw with somebody and I can, you know, they used to tell the salesman, either get me some customers in here. Or I got to screw with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to put that in my repertoire. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and we did. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Rich, I'm just real proud of you, man. Uh, uh, under 30 years old, you made general manager. What, yes. 29? 28. 28. 28. My God. Very good. Very good. Well, Rich, proud of you. Thanks for doing this, man. Is there anything no you want to shout out to or anything? No, I mean, shout out to you guys and, and the work that you guys have done. And, and I look forward to the, the many classes that we uh, move forward with together. All right. You know, I used to say that back in the day, I, back in 2010, I'd say, you know, the day will come when you guys will be into management. And who's going to be your go-to guy? <laughs> so, I think we've had a prosperous relationship yeah, it, over the yeah, last uh, yeah. couple of years. So. Well, Rich, thanks again for doing this. No problem. And the, uh, I really appreciate it. And like I said, we're proud of you. And the, uh, we're going to look forward to watching where this goes from here. Fantastic. Thank you.